Hey, what's good, y'all? It's C. Will, and this is the Passive Income Network. On this podcast, we talk about creating assets that produce passive income. Make sure y'all hit that like button, subscribe, and leave a comment and say, what's good? On this episode, we have a special guest feature. So today's guest, Stephanie Walter, is the CEO of Airbay Wealth, a capital raiser, syndicator, and real estate investor. She recently retired and sold her insurance agency of 16 years by following the key principles she teaches professionals to use. She teaches professional people to unlearn what most of us have been wired to think about money and re-educating people on attaining lasting wealth. Okay, so let's welcome Stephanie to the show. What's Thank good, you. Stephanie? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yes, yes. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's definitely a pleasure. You have an interesting bio, so we got a lot of good stuff to talk about here. Great. Uh, so as we begin, you know, I gave a quick intro, but can you tell the people with your own words who you are and kind of geographically where you're located in the world? Yeah, um, I'm a Stephanie Walter. I'm located in Denver, Colorado. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's dive in. Um, can you off the top just tell us about Airbay Air Wealth? Yeah. Um, well, prior to Airbay Wealth, I owned an insurance agency for about 16 years. Um, I've always loved real estate. I've always believed like what you're saying, um, you know, creating passive income. So I um, even though I had a business, I was investing in single family homes Um and then I was invited to go to a boot camp in 2016. And that's when I first, you know, about how to buy apartments. And okay. so uh, when I was in there, I, that's when I first heard the concept of a syndication. And I'd never heard a syndication before. It's a, it was an amazing like moment in my life because I was like, okay, this, this makes sense. This is what I should be doing. And so that was in 2016. I, you know, signed up uh, to learn and a syndication in a short word is just like a group of people that buy an asset that uh, like an apartment complex or really anything, but it's a group that buys it rather than just one person. So a lot of people can purchase something that n no one could do on their own. Okay. So I really love that concept. And so, uh, yeah, I just went into training for the next few years, closed on my first syndication in 2018. And that's um, from that point on, I realized that I, I decided I really wanted to raise raise money for these deals. And that's what I put my focus on. And we just closed on our 12th deal um, right. last exactly. week. And thank you. And um, in the meantime, just I've worked with a lot of really wealthy people, wealthy investors, and I've learned a lot about the way that they look at money. And it was actually a lot different than the way I look at money. And probably I would say most people. Yes. So I changed a lot of the way that I was using my money and kind of, you know, repositioned it into different areas. And because of that, I was able to, I guess, quote unquote, retire. I sold my business last year in July. And, um, you know, this is what I, I love to do. So I'm, I, I do this now. <laughs> All right. Well, again, congratulations on the property and the retirement. I know it feels good. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And syndication. So that definitely reminds me of like a Mission Impossible movie. They're they're fighting against the syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. So I kind of understand what what you're doing there. It's a group of investors getting together to to build a bigger to create a bigger group with more buying power and more uh, creditworthiness and those type of things. If I'm correct, right? Correct. Yeah. Basically, it's a professional group. So it's like me and my partner, we go out and we find the deal. We do all the due diligence. um, And most we get the loan, we do everything. Mm. And then we bring in our passive investors who uh, we raise, you know, the down payment from. And as a result, and then we run it, uh, the my partner and I run it. So the passive investors literally don't have to do anything. Mm. And yet then they get that cash flow check every month, which oh. is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So monthly payouts I'm here. Yep. Monthly payouts. Yeah. That's, that's a nice passive income. So can yeah. you break down the type of investors? Uh, Cause on this channel, you know, we have a lot of people that are on this channel that rock with me. They're like new and they're getting onboarded to financial literacy and crypto. But I got a select few of people in there, um, especially like different guests that come on and project leaders. They do have bigger bags. So is what kind of investor y'all looking for? Like, is it anyone or is it you have to be accredited? For us, it's accredited. Okay. Yeah. And but I know I'm very sympathetic to that because I think you have to start somewhere. And so um, what I tell people is, you know, if this is something that they're interested in, maybe they don't are interested yet don't have the funds or are not accredited. I've had people where they just create LLCs together Mm -hmm. and then really only one person in that LLC needs to be accredited. Uh, So I've had people where they've had like five people in the LLC. Each one is investing 25,000 and then they have an accredited person in there and therefore they can participate in a deal like this and you know, not they don't have to do very many of these deals before they'll be accredited on their own. And so just because you aren't accredited now, don't I have people being like, well, you're going to have to wait a few years. I say, you know, there's ways around that for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, <clears throat> got me thinking, right? Like when I look at my own portfolio and I talk to a lot of people, especially we're talking about crypto offline real quick. Mm-hmm. We yeah. know crypto is crash. Uh, tech stocks have been hit just as hard. You know, the Amazons, the, you know, mm-hmm. Microsoft and all those type of Teslas, Netflix, right? Um, but what has been performing well in my portfolio is I have some tokenized real estate and then also a real estate REIT is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's why it's always exciting to bring a real estate person on this channel because you guys are doing, you know, I would say God's work with <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to put these different assets in front of us. And then it brings me another point. I'm thinking, like, how does Stephanie educate herself about vetting these properties? Is there any books that you're reading? Is there YouTube channels? Are you out like how are you educating yourself to do what you're doing successfully? Well, um, when I first got into this business, I actually just went to a professional place that provided the education. And the name of that place was RE Mentor. And unfortunately, you you, got to pay, got to pay for the learning. And so, um, you know, it really, I tell people it was like getting my master's in commercial business because it was about two years of classes. Oh, wow. 
system because this is, you know, this isn't like just buying a house and renting it like I was doing with mine. Um, this is actually, I tell people it's like owning a business. And with ours, we've done 12 and for every single property, we have returned over 20% um, a year to our investors. So there's, we are extremely, we do, we have a reputation and we want to continue that reputation. So um, largely my, my a partner, he, he gets the off market deals. And then from there, we, we kind of have it down to a system now. So um, because we, like I said, if we have an investor, we want them to invest again and again and giving them 20% plus returns annually, you know, get that job done. So oh, yeah. you know. definitely uh, we got, uh, what was it? A 8.6 uh, inflation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. See yeah. uh, the, the fed hike was also today. So once y'all record, uh, watch this or listen to this audio, the Fed hike was today 0.75, 75 basis points. Yeah, I know. That's wild. Does does the Fed hike or in these conditions that we're kind of just describing, how does that affect your work? Yeah, I mean, as the interest rates go up, I mean, as a general rule, the way that uh, properties are sold, their cap rates is the measure of 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 what we. Uh, you know, of what we use for that actually decreases the value of the properties. So for us, um, it, uh, it doesn't change a whole lot because we're buying such large properties and we're, we're really, we've only bought in Florida. We, we have one property that we bought in Texas, but other than that, it's all Florida. And the reason we do Florida is because that's where we get our off market deals because that's where my partner is located. But also, I mean, if you do any research on Florida, it's insane, you know, the migration that's happening there. Oh, that's they, crazy. Yeah, yeah, they simply don't have the the housing to keep up with it right now. And they still have people moving in. And so there's just a huge opportunity. So even though the Fed is going up, we've locked our interest rates in for, you know, 10 years, usually our wow. whole time for an investment is usually between three and five years. The one we closed on last week, we have it locked in at a 3% interest rate for 10 years. So oh, that's impressive. Yeah. So that's <laughs> awesome. But oh. then, um, but yeah, the, the growth, the, um, I'm, the rental growth, I, I feel like, is just going to continue. So the market, it's really important to know, like, you probably don't want to be investing in California, nothing against California, but no. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people leaving California. So it's really mm -hmm. important to know where your, where your market is. And ours is, is in Florida. That makes sense. So the big exodus did go to Texas. It went to Florida. New York is leaving. California is leaving. Mm -hmm. And I do know, I believe California, just like Oregon, I'm in Portland, Oregon, but they have uh, caps on how much you can increase the rent every year yeah. as well. So I know mm -hmm. investors don't like that. No. Um, yeah, it helps, <laughs> yeah, it helps us if we're renting, but rent is still going up regardless. Um, right, right. Yeah, so there's an interesting situation happening, but yes, real estate is undefeated. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, let's go to a, a topic, a different part is like, we're talking about the wealthy and what they do and what are um, some different money things that the wealthy are doing? 
recently, uh, I've got more introduced to like life insurance and, and banking yourself with using those uh, avenues. Uh, what's some other things that you can, I guess, bring up to the table right now? Well, I think one thing is that I like to tell people is that people think that the wealthy, um, that they got wealthy because they did high risk things. Mm -hmm. Now that actually there's nothing further from the truth on that is the wealthy are extremely, uh, they, they invest in very conservative things. They invest in things that have cash flow. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thing that surprised me a lot is that what they're really uh, concerned with and what they invest in are they do invest a lot in these syndications, but they also invest in um, businesses. Um, but what they do that's different, I think, than most people is they like to vet or, you know, interview and research the team that they're working with. Uh. And so like for us, they'll come to us and they'll want to know, you know, our experience, what we've done together, what our track record is, that sort of thing. Once they've cleared us, <laughs> they're ready to invest and they invest their money and, you know, they, they let the experts do what they do best essentially. Okay. And, but they know who they're investing in. So you see very rarely that they're invested largely in mutual funds and, and things like that, because they actually want to know who they're investing in and okay. what the business plan is going forward. So, um, you know, they're a great book. If, if, you're looking I'll write this down too. <laughs> Most people haven't heard of it and the title's a little a lot can be a bit alarming, but it's called Killing Sacred Cows. Killing Sacred Cows. Okay, you gotta talk more about that. Yeah. And that's a great book about really the way that the mindset of the way that the wealthy look at their money versus regular people. And I think it's a it's, it's not pushing any agenda. It's not selling anything. The book is simply talking about why the wealthy are wealthy. And until I read that book and really understood that even though I was a business owner, I was mm -hmm. still looking at money in the wrong way. Yes. And so it really talks about having your money working for you, like what you're saying, um, rather than putting it Nothing against the 401k, but don't. I'm, I'm kind of against it a little bit, but, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> you don't see the wealthy invest in it. And that's the truth. I look at hundreds of, of statements. Well, um, the, the wealthy give me their statements, their net worth statements, financial statements. There you go. Yep. And you very rarely see a 401k in there. And there, there's a reason for that. And, um, but there are also ways if you do have a 401k to become a little bit more, uh, in control of what's happening, you know, through a self-directed IRA or something like that. And that's what I encourage is just more control over your money. And that's definitely what that book is talking about is right. the sacred cows they're killing are, you know, these things that we've been taught our whole lives of what we're supposed to do really aren't aren't valid, you know? And so we need to like kill the cow, you know, yeah. kill that idea, make, make room for the, the idea that's going to make you wealthy and then proceed with that. Yes. Um, thank you. I got that written down. I'm going to check that book out. It's on my list. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a, a book that I really love uh, that she's talking about what you're talking about is Money Master the Game uh, by um, Tony Robbins. And okay. yeah, 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 it's it's, it's a definite one. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a great one. But, you know, like talking about the money myths, can we debunk some more of these money myths or I guess some main ones that would pop out for for sure? I know people, the 401k is like save till you retire. You know, we ran into this situation recently. My right. My wife has a 401k. I have one as well. She has more money in it. We wanted to tap into the money, but mm-hmm. we could not, for one, the taxes. Two, uh, her employer basically is like, you have to quit in order to get your money and then or be at retirement age. We're, <laughs> we're not there. So that is irritating. Mine's uh, My portfolio of 401k does let me borrow against it, but same, if you quit, other things happen, you got penalties. Can we talk about some more money myths? That's the biggest one that, but I think it comes down to the way that we view money. Um, like the way I viewed money, even though I thought I was doing it the right way is that most people look at their money as accumulation. So, uh, in, I didn't have a 401k, but I bought rental properties and my goal was, okay, well I'll buy these rental properties. They're not cash flowing very much. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, in 30 years, they will be and and then I can retire so that that and the equity was growing, oh, just sitting in that house and I wasn't using it or doing mm-hmm. anything. So the same thing with a 401k is you're putting the money aside. You're, you're a perfect example. You have no way of accessing it. Yep. You have no control over it. And you you what's the The scariest part of the 401k is when you do access it, nobody knows what what those tax uh, repercussions are. And so those are three things that would be unacceptable to a wealthy person. If they invest in something, they want to know what kind of tax benefits they're getting. They want to know that they're when maybe they're not getting cash flow initially, but they want to know when that cash flow is going to be coming to them. And they know what they're investing in. Like if you invest, you know, in a in a four hundred one k, most people don't even know what they're investing in. I looked, <laughs> I looked at my uh, my mom is retired now and everything. Oh. But I looked at hers years ago, and I was like, okay, mom, you know, you're getting four percent. She was getting four percent return over the last four four or five years. And oh, yeah, it's it's terrible because there's so many fees that are taken out that people don't know. It's just, I guess, the the myth is that, you know, the wealthy let people do stuff like they have their financial planner and stuff like that. Wealthy people don't. Wealthy people largely invest. They get advice from smart people, yep. but they're making the day-to-day decisions themselves. They're reviewing reports. They're on top of what's going on, but they're not running the day-to-day in it. But if you ask them where their money is, they're going to be able to tell you where where it is. If you ask the average person, okay, well, I'm invested in the 401k, great. Okay, what are you invested in? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't most, know. Most most uh, generic portfolios they they send you a Vanguard uh, filled with bonds and mutual funds and a little bit of tech exposure and then mm-hmm. fee after month after month and no people don't know that they have no idea they just do what they told so it, it's amazing. Thank it you is. for also yeah. confirming and breaking that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. Okay, as we slowly start to close out, 
Um, can you, I guess, walk me through what is a day like of working as, and vetting and doing these deals? What, what is a day like? For me, I, you know, I part now what I largely do is I raise money. So for me, I get approached, uh, you know, this week I, I've met with several big people that are doing pretty amazing things and they, they, they have great ideas and they have great management, but they can't raise the money mm -hmm. to get these deals across the finish line. So I get approached with deals every week that I get to look through and I get to um, do my due diligence to see if this is a, a, a deal that's worth presenting to my group of investors. And most of the time that's a no, but you know, it's, that's how it uh, goes. yep. Because I, my investors, again, are used to receiving 20% a year. So that's a, that's a, and the, in, in, in stable, not in things that go up and down real estate. If you talk to someone and about all of the things that are happening in our economy, the values of real estate, may go down a little bit, but not multi, not apartments. And just think about that. If you live in an economy and, and research it a little bit, you'll see that rents largely, you know, oh. do this. Yeah. Maybe like in the, in when we went through 07, 08, 09, they do this a little bit, but then they're back up. They, you don't ever see rents go down. Oh. You just, you don't. Oh. And I, so, I pulled the rent chart up on one of my uh, recent podcasts, and it's like that thing is just from what nineteen twenty all the way to now hundred years basically of going straight up. It does, and yeah. so what we're investing in are are exactly that. So maybe it'll flatten off for a little bit of time, but overall it goes up. Makes and sense. so that's the nice thing about real estate, where you don't have to you know do the ups and downs of like the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy time, but yes, definitely back my very earlier point, the real estate in my portfolio, the best performing asset. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, when market was running up like, with crypto and all that, you're like, ah, you makes me not pay that much attention to it. But when it hits in the opposite direction, I'm so happy that I did make those moves. Yep. Yeah. And that's great to be, yeah. to have it, you know, to have allocated it that way. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you again. Can you let the people know where to find yourself and or your company? Yeah, you could go to my website. That's the best place. It's www.airbewealth.com. And basically, you just uh, go to that site. It's going to show you uh, tons of education, but you can get on our email list to where we notify people when we have a new deal that's coming available. I try to send out like a, a newsletter once or twice a month yep. uh, that lets people know what's what's happening in the world. Um, but there's a ton of education on my website too. So for those new people just thinking about it, it's a good place to start. Excellent. Well, Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to slide you out as I do my intro, and then we'll have a quick chat before we go. That sounds great. Thank you. For sure. Okay, y'all. Um, another amazing podcast, a lot of good education. Make sure you go check out Herbe Wealth. Um, we'll put the links in the bio if you want to get more educated about what Stephanie and their company has going on. 
please do so. Uh, again, real estate has been a great asset. Make sure if you can to get some type of in your exposure, uh, not financial advice, only educational advice. And again, it's C. Will with the Passive Income Network. Thank y'all for tapping in. I am gone. Passive income, passive income. Gold in my dental. Thank God for my mental. Investor fundamentals told my girl it was simple. We getting all this money to purchase rentals and get passive income. Passive income, passive income. Gold in my dental. Thank God for my mental. Investor fundamentals told my girl it was simple. We getting all this money to purchase rentals and get.